What's going on, good people? Welcome to Live by the Three, a Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Give me a follow on the Instagram page at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three for more Raptors content, podcast news, or if you just want to talk hoops, please feel free to hit me up on either platform. Now, before we get into tonight's pod, I want to extend my well wishes to all those who celebrated the holiday weekend. And if you didn't celebrate, that's okay too. If you were surrounded by loved ones, food, and all-round positive vibes, it doesn't get much better than that. I definitely had a great holiday, and it's never a dull moment, especially when you're surrounded by loved ones, food, and NBA basketball, though I really do think they need to reevaluate their lineup for the Christmas games. Like, the matchups weren't terrible, but, you know, a lot of the teams battle injuries, and I mean, there's no real way of forecasting that, but just a different approach. I mean, seeing the same teams, for the most part, over and over is not really fun. Maybe have some rivalry matchups, some where there was bad blood, though the NBA definitely frowns upon that. You definitely hope much sooner rather than later that they will give us some entertaining games for Christmas. Also, I would like to say that I am officially over the flu. It's such a huge inconvenience to me and I'm sure for everybody else when you're sick, but I feel like myself again. I got my voice back and I hope and pray that everyone do your due diligence in taking care of yourself this flu season. It definitely seems to be an aggressive one so please take your vitamins get plenty of rest stay hydrated do what you gotta do to prevent yourself from getting sick because definitely not fun so without further delay let's get right down to it the raptors were back at home hosting the los angeles clippers on december 27th and this was a big game of sorts as it's been quite some time since Kawhi leonard and paul george played together and this was the first appearance at Scotiabank Arena since February 28, 2020 for Norman Powell, who were active for the Clippers. They had a back-to-back, and they rested Kawhi for obvious reasons. So they were all ready to go tonight. And for the Raptors, still without Precious Achua and Otto Porter Jr., but in Achua's case, he was listed as doubtful. So it definitely appears that he will be returning much sooner than later, which would give the Raptors an additional player at their disposal, especially since they lost Christian Coloco tonight and Fred Van Vliet in the second half. But we will get into that as we break down the game. This was an important game for the Raptors as they were taking on a team with championship aspirations that have been juggling health all season long but still find a way to win basketball games. But when healthy, they have one of the deepest teams, if not the deepest team in the NBA. But a starting lineup that consists of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard with a great supporting cast in Zubox, Morris Sr. and Reggie Jackson with firepower coming off the bench, especially with Norman Powell. Quite the formidable foe. And the Raptors are, and the Raptors continue to battle their own health issues, but without question have one of the better starting fives when healthy but this was going to be a matchup nightmare for the raptors and it definitely was the case tonight while Kawhi leonard didn't have a great game and he can still do so many things for you he continued to play great defense he looked healthy he was grabbing rebounds he was playmaking the raptors did their best to disrupt Kawhi, as they did paul george the unfortunate thing is whenever the Raptors got into a half-court setting. The Clippers knew where their bread was buttered. 
And unfortunately for the Raptors, we do not have OG Ananobis 1 through 5. And whenever the Raptors doubled, it led to corner threes as it normally does. But it led to wide open opportunities from the perimeter. And the Raptors were left scrambling. While they did not have it in the half court, the Raptors were able to get out in transition and do what they do best, and that is finish on the break. They also led the Clippers in points off turnovers, 20 to 16, and like I said, the fast break points, 24 to 11, also in favor of the Raptors. And all this was happening in between Pascal Siakam having one of his worst shooting halves of the season. But Scotty Barnes was looking to be aggressive in the early going. Same with OG Ananobi. Fred Van Vliet, before he left the game with lower back stiffness, was looking to push the tempo and get out in transition. The Raptors got off to a great start despite some of those deficiencies that I mentioned. But in the second quarter, those issues continued to be an issue. The Raptors left shooters open. They weren't as aggressive as they should have been on the defensive glass. Zubats absolutely had his way with the Raptors, grabbing 10 offensive rebounds, scoring 23 points and 9 for 12 from the free throw line, reinforcing the idea that the Raptors definitely need help in the middle. And with an experienced team like the Clippers and a sound team defensively, always competitive, have the switchability similar to the Raptors, but they have that presence in the middle. It created chaos for the Raptors, not to mention that it made it difficult for Christian Coloco to have much of an impact, who also got injured later on in the game. Though he did get three rebounds and finished the game with four points in nine minutes, the physicality of the Clippers completely neutralized him, and we see that more often than not. But despite all of that, the Raptors were only down four at halftime. But as you know, in the third quarter is where things tend to fall apart for the Raptors. And it was definitely halfway through the third and led by no other than Norman Powell, who started the game off great. I think he scored his first basket within the the first 30 seconds to a minute of checking in. And he kept the pressure on the Raptors all night long. And that's the luxury of the Clippers is that if Kawhi is having an off night or if Paul George is having an off night and both those guys have the ability to get to the rim, Norman Powell is another weapon that can get into the paint and keep pressure on the defense. And you have no choice but to react as to how explosive he is as an athlete. But the three-point shooting of the Clippers was a problem for the Raptors tonight. I believe there was a stretch of games. I think they had 12 games a season or 10 games in a row, something to that effect, where they're scoring more than 10 threes a game. And the Raptors absolutely struggled in that area tonight, shooting 6 for 23 for the game. And to make things more challenging for the Raptors is that when they got the defensive stops that they needed, especially down the stretch, they were not able to convert on a lot of those attempts. If it was not for Pascal going into takeover mode in the second half, this deficit would have been much larger than it actually was to end the game. But Pascal did his absolute best to bring the Raptors back. He was finishing at the rim, he was getting to his spots, getting out in transition, finishing in between two defenders, going up and under, whatever the Raptors needed, Pascal delivered down the stretch. And had some help, obviously, from Gary Trent Jr., who had a great game off the bench offensively, 
but defensively, the Clippers were sniffing him out. Not a very good game from him defensively. Had some great shooting down the stretch by Malachi Flynn and an overall great performance by him. Same with OG, same with Scotty. They did their best to get back. They went down swinging, but unfortunately it was too little too late. The poor three-point shooting from the Raptors and that dreaded third quarter is where they really lost the game and the Clippers were pretty much in control for the remainder of the game and ultimately led to a victory for the Clippers, 124-113. to the Clippers shot 45 for 93 from the field, giving them 48%, 15 for 38 from three, giving them 40%, and 19 for 23 from the free throw line at 83%. The Raptors shot 43 for 84 from the field at 51%, 6 for 23 from three at 26%, and 21 for 26 from the free throw line at 81%. Now, the field goal percentage was great. As we look at the other stats, they were able to score 68 points in the paint to the Clippers, 52, but it was the three-point shooting, as I mentioned, that was absolutely dreadful. 15 threes for the Clippers. And I'm not saying that the Raptors have to hit 19 threes every single night. That is unrealistic given the way this team is constructed, but you definitely have to find ways to be a little bit more consistent from three. The way the NBA has been trending, you cannot win a basketball game exchanging twos for threes. You have to be able to hit three-pointers. It's just that simple. And while the Raptors have done a great job developing defensive-minded players into decent or average shooters it is clear this is going to be a continuous issue all season long if the raptors front office don't address it and i know there's this idea that you know with gary Trent jr on the bench is definitely going to leave room for precious achua to start and Otto porter jr coming back unfortunately those two players aren't enough it'll definitely help and I don't want to downplay their significance, and I also don't want to downplay the strides that Precious Achua made from last season. But he's definitely slow coming out the gate. Defenses are adjusted to him. The open looks that he once had in the previous season are not going to be there as early and often. And we just cannot beat teams with solid defense. I mean, the Raptors have obviously had success when keeping teams under, I believe, 108 or 109, but they gave up 124 points tonight. And that's not going to win you basketball games if you do not have the offensive firepower to support you. But getting back to the other stats, 47 rebounds for the Clippers to the Raptors 39. Like I mentioned, 15 offensive rebounds and 32 defensive rebounds, both for the Clippers. The assist numbers were pretty on par, 27 to 24 in favor of the Clippers. Steals, 8 to 6 in favor of the Clippers. Raptors had more blocks, 4 to 3. And as I mentioned, 24 to 11 in fast break points for the Raptors. So the Raptors were able to find success in their usual areas, points in the paint and fast break. But like I previously mentioned, scoring depth and perimeter shooting continue to be a problem. But as we look at the starters, Pascal Siakam, Juancho Hernan Gomez, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and Fred Van Vliet. Pascal Siakam played 41 minutes tonight, 36 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. 13 for 24 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3, 10 for 15 from the free throw line. He definitely struggled in the first half with his free throws, but clearly took care of business in the second half. It's an absolute pleasure to watch Pascal Siakam do his thing. From a rookie up until now, All-NBA, Most Improved, NBA Champion, All-Star. It's just fun watching Pascal do his thing every single night. The unfortunate thing is these great performances are leading to more losses than victories 
And the Raptors definitely need to get better. They can't be wasting the prime of Pascal. And I know that the Raptors are in between a retool, but they need to commit to a decision. If your best player is giving you 36 points or giving you more 30-point performances than not, it should normally lead to victories. But Pascal playing 41 minutes in a blowout is absolutely ridiculous. But with the way the team is currently constructed, he might have to log in those heavy minutes. But man, to play those heavy minutes and still drop 36 points is absolutely nothing short but amazing. Juancho Hernan Gomez, arguably his worst game in recent memory. 9 minutes tonight, 0 for 5 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3. Definitely more aggressive on the offensive side of things which is nice to see it just didn't go down tonight but one rebound one assist i think the physicality was a little bit too much he got the starting spot because the raptors needed more shot creation coming off the bench and wancho was supposed to help with rebounding but the physicality of the clippers similar to christian coloco seemed to be a bit too much not a lot of playing time there not much to dissect from there og adenobi tonight 44 minutes also pretty ridiculous in a blowout but again necessary at this point 18 points five rebounds one assist one block five for nine from the field two for three from three and six for six from the free throw line an efficient night from og not gonna complain too much about it but should be getting more than nine field goal attempts Maybe getting out in transition a little bit more. Not going to say that isolation should be a priority for OG as he did not have much success at that tonight. So getting out in transition, getting out downhill, especially with the way that the Clippers are built defensively. They're pretty good in the half court setting, both offensively and defensively. A lot of active hands there, especially with the defensive anchor and Zubats. Isolation for a player with not so great handles might not be the best thing. But the one thing you can do to offset that is having the offense hunt down the mismatches. While they're not going to be many, there's also not many players that can stop OG if he decides to go downhill. So it's definitely a mixture of the Raptors having to do more for him and OG taking it upon himself to get those opportunities. But going 6 for 6 on the free throw line is definitely a step in the right direction. So just an efficient game from OG, but needed a little bit more tonight given the way the things have been going for the Raptors this evening. Scotty Barnes, 37 minutes tonight, 17 points, 12 rebounds, double-double, and 8 assists, almost a triple-double. One steal, one block, and only two turnovers, which isn't bad. 8 for 15 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3, 1 for 1 from the free throw line. Definitely doing his best to get to his sweet spot, which is right in the middle of the key, going up for those little flip shots. It's working, it's efficient, it's what he did during the rookie season. Let him continue to eat and feast from that area. Just would definitely like to see the free throw attempts go up. I'm okay with the threes being around two or three attempts a game. If he goes 0 for 2 or 0 for 3, that's not bad. But if he's not going to hit it from the outside, definitely has to create more opportunities on the inside. And he's getting to his spot, so it's not his fault that he's being efficient in the painted area. But you definitely want to see the free throw attempts go up. But overall, not a terrible game from Scotty Bryans. And he wasn't terrible defensively, so... A double-double, 17-12, and, and almost a triple-double with 8 assists. I would say 
it's more than not a bad game from Scotty Barnes. It was definitely a good game and a good game at home once again. Fred Van Vliet, 23 minutes tonight, 4 points, 2 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 for 6 from the field, 0 for 3 from 3. Nothing from the free throw line. He left the game with lower back stiffness. As I previously mentioned, he tried to give it a go in the second half. And the Raptors could not recover when he went down unfortunately and Freddie has been struggling with health over the last couple of seasons and maybe he's playing through an injury or maybe the heavy workload continues to be too much you're definitely hoping that'll change in the near future because the Raptors cannot afford another injury at this present moment especially of a player of Fred VanVleet's caliber when we're looking at the role players Thaddeus Young 10 minutes tonight, 4 points, 1 rebound, 1 assist, 2 for 2 from the field. Thaddeus Young continues to be efficient as he can be in short order. Again, not expecting too much from him. He comes in there, he does his job. Chris Boucher, 9 minutes tonight, 3 rebounds, 0 points. No attempts whatsoever anywhere on the floor. That's not going to get it done. 3 rebounds is good, but if Chris Boucher is not scoring the basketball, it's going to be very hard to keep him on the floor. He needs, he cannot have zero attempts anytime he's on the floor. Cam Birch, 3 minutes tonight, 1 rebound. He anchored the Raptors a bit on the help side defense in the 4th, assisting with the run, but... Not much to take away from his performance. Christian Coloco, like I said, 9 minutes tonight, 4 points, 3 rebounds, 1 steal. You definitely hope that the injury isn't serious and he's not going to miss a lot of time. You definitely don't want your young guy's development to be hindered in any capacity. So we send our well wishes to Christian Coloco. Malachi Flynn, another great game from him. 26 minutes, 10 points, 1 rebound, 1 steal, 4 for 6 from the field. Two for three from three. Malachi is, continues to maximize his opportunities. He becomes less and less a defensive liability as the games go by, and he's giving you outside shooting. You definitely feel more comfortable, and Malachi seems more comfortable when he's out on the floor. Could not be happier. It's coming right at the right time for the Raptors, and hopefully, this level of play continues. And you might be able to get away with Fred Van Vliet playing less minutes. Now, he's not the defensive anchor, and we're not expecting Malachi to share the workload a la Fred Van Vliet. But if he can go in there and do his thing like he's been doing over the last few games, you'll feel a little bit more comfortable with Malachi being mixed in with the starting unit. And to send more props Malachi's way, there was a possession where the Raptors got a steal, and I think Malachi got the ball. And rather than push the ball up the floor, he immediately found Pascal and allowed Pascal to do his thing and make the right decision. And it led to an OG layup on the opposite end with Malachi fading in the corner. He got to his spot. He gave Pascal an option, but he also gave Pascal and OG the space to operate and transition. And that's what you want to see from a young player, making the right decisions and maximizing the opportunities. So just another great game from him. And Gary Trent Jr. tonight. 30 minutes, 20 points, 1 rebound, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block, 8 for 16 from the field, 2 for 4 from 3, and 2 for 2 from the free throw line. Offensively, Gary Trent Jr. was solid. Definitely what you wanted from him coming off the bench, but again, was a defensive liability tonight. The Clippers were hunting him out, and he continued to go under the screens, and it led to more opportunities, especially for Norman Powell. 
did not have it on that side of the ball but not going to put the onus on him it's not entirely his fault i'm not expecting gary Trent jr to clamp anybody up outside of og pascal and fred van vliet being our best defenders everybody else is averaging below and that's where gary Trent jr unfortunately falls under but we also have other players like that it's definitely a trade-off with gary Trent jr and I know it definitely leads to the idea of trading him for somebody more defensive-minded, but then we miss out on the shooting. So you definitely have to live with games like this. If he's producing in one area and not in the other, it's not a bad trade-off, especially in an area where the Raptors continue to struggle, and that's on the offensive end. But this definitely felt like a winnable game to me, as the Raptors were right there despite the third quarter. And despite the Clippers having six players and double figures, the Raptors were still right there. And it was only the three-point shooting that really separated the Clippers and the Raptors tonight. You definitely hope that the Raptors can get a little bit more consistent from the outside, as they've shown they've had the ability to do so over the last couple of games. But the Raptors definitely have a chance at redemption as they host the Memphis Grizzlies on December 29th with a 7.30 tip-off. A Memphis Grizzlies team who's currently sitting third in the Western Conference at 20 and 13, being led by their young superstar, John Morant, an explosive superstar at that. They're young, they're athletic, they play a fun type of basketball, an energized version of basketball. The Raptors are definitely going to have their hands full, but we have also seen the Raptors deal with great teams such as the Grizzlies. But when we look at the keys to victory for the Raptors, the first one has to be limiting transition opportunities make or miss get back on defense with John Morant leading the break it's either a highlight reel or an open opportunity so get back on defense the second crash the glass you cannot be a soft rebounding team going against the Memphis Grizzlies with the likes of Steven Adams, Jaron Jackson, just to name a few. They have guys that love to crash the glass and like to create those second chance opportunities. So box out often, limit those second chance points. And the last key would be is keep it honest on defense. Chances are you're not going to be able to stop John Morant. You might be able to contain him, but the more you react to John Morant, the more it's going to lead to open opportunities for the others on the Memphis Grizzlies. So I say just keep it straight up. You live with Morant scoring the basketball. Just don't leave open opportunities for the others. But we've seen what the Raptors have done historically. They do not switch it up defensively. They don't deviate from the game plan, which is the double teaming. I think in this case, you run the double team, see how much success you have and if it's not working switch it up you cannot continue to give up corner threes especially if you do not have the ability to get the threes back but with john morant leading the charge and desmond bain getting back to his healthy self and jaron jackson continues to put together a good season when healthy the games don't get any easier for the raptors however if they happen to manage these three keys they'll definitely have a chance to win the game and that's it for me. Thank you to all listeners new and old for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. It is clear that the Raptors do need some help and maybe help is on the way. Not going to hold my breath, but the Raptors definitely need to add more to this team and 
not waste these positive years and a positive season from their superstar Pascal Siakam. So hopefully help is on the way. Precious Tachua is definitely going to help in that area. Doesn't solve all our problems, but definitely a piece to a much bigger puzzle. As usual, if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and follow the podcast. It'll mean so much if you took the time to do so. And until the next episode, everyone, please stay healthy and stay safe. Good people. Peace.